This is exciting. It's Friday night at 6 o'clock. You're all at MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. Tonight you have a special, amazing guest host. The personable, the lovely, the responsible, the amazing, the very, very funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langland. What's going on, everybody? Dance section. What are you guys talking about over here? Just dance stuff? That's cool. Oh, now it's not, no longer the dance section. Uh, I'm not going to start with the set, if that's okay, because I don't want to. But <laughs> I'll do it eventually, okay? Don't get your panties in a bunch. We're going to get this party rolling. Mutiny Radio, Friday, open my comedy. Give a hand for yourselves, first of all, everybody. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Our first comedian, she runs Mutiny Radio. She runs 10 shows a week. She's amazing. She's wonderful. She's very lovely. Please put your hands together for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Keep your hands clapping for Ian Langlands. Yeah. He's a host. She's really funny. Yay. I'm going up early because I have other shows and I'm excited. Hi. I was so worried when you walked in. I'm like, is this an undercover sting from the police? Are you? Are you? Are you a cop? You have to say yes if you are. Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just really paranoid. I'm sober right now, but oof. My mushroom intake has skyrocketed. <laughs> Ooh, paranoia. Uh, they say that you should dress for the job you want. And I want to be a background extra on Euphoria. Do they give the extra ketamine to the extras? Is that how it works? You might say, oh, Pam, you are way too old to be a background extra on a show about high school students doing copious drugs. And to that I say... I am a Monet. I look really good from far away. And then you get up close and you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding this image together? <laughs> Ketamine, that's what it is. Hey, how you doing? Welcome. Yeah, I'm so old I have to use my reading glasses to pack my bong. That's absolutely true. Hey, they say you are what you eat. I just got my 23 and me back. I'm 72% Trader Joe. The other 28% Trader Giotto's. <laughs> I like those biscotti and every single pizza they're doing is <laughs> feeding my entire, even my shampoo is Trader Joe's. Are we all Trader Joe's fans? Yeah, yeah on three, everyone's gonna yell their favorite weird thing they get from Trader Joe's. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. I love the mango slices. They are so good. They were fucking with the prices there for a minute. They were $2.99, then they were $4.99. They're like, these are the organic ones, but they were dark brown, and then they're like, here's the chili ones, and those are only $1.49. Why? What is the difference? Ah! What I realized is that I love Trader Joe's. None of you said alcohol. None of you are alcoholics. What's wrong with you? The best <gasps> two-buck truck stutters ignorant lush, not knowing of your unique crush. New bottled flavor every quarter. I might become largest supporter despite slurring on street corners, misunderstood. My dear Charles Shaw, you are so great. Never failing to inebriate. Thank you. I love Charles Shaw. <laughs> He's my boy. Love me some Charles Shaw. Actually, the thing I get the most from Trader Joe's is grapefruit juice. Unlikely, delicious, I love grapefruit juice. I need it. I need the acid, because uh, I am so fucking basic. I am. <laughs> yeah, I watched the entire Love is Blind 
two. I watched the second one. I'm so basic. I watched the Japanese version. In Japan, they are putting the man back in romance. They were like holding hands was a big deal and they were writing poems. Book me a flight. You ever uh, smoke so much weed that you think you understand Spanish on the bus? ¿Qué pasa en tus pantalones? Una fiesta en mis pantalones a todos vienen. Puta cabra. Cool. This has been a lot of fun. I feel like we know each other now and we're friends. So I'm going to tell you about my fetish. Um, I really like uncircumcised guys. Circumcision, his choice, his decision. Because uh, I, I want to I wanna pull up his dick. And I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick. And I want to put a shot of Jameson in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? You know, it's twofold. Ah, one, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross, and you have to clean out all that schmegma. All right, thank you so much. Keep your hands clapping for your host, Ian Langlands. Yay! Ben Benjamin, schmegma lover. No, hater, actually. That's what that means. Okay, we are going to keep it going with this next comedian. He's a wonderful gentleman. He's dressed very dapper today. He's one of my favorite writers in San Francisco. Please put your hands together for Dan Lewis. Thank you. Yes, I'm a good writer. I can prove it right now. Uh, it's, it's dapperly. He's dressed dapperly. You don't say dressed dapper. Dapper is an adjective. Hello, folks. How's it going? Could we start with the grammar lesson here? I think I've been doing too much stand-up comedy. It's affecting everything. I was getting a lap dance the other day, song finished. I was like, don't I get two more minutes? I bought a beer. <laughs> I like, oh, I'm in. A friend, friend of mine asked me today, he's like, what, what's your goals with comedy? I'm like, I didn't, I, goal, I just tried it. Eventually I got a laugh and now it's the only thing that validates me at all. You might as well be tying somebody off and being like, what's your goals with heroin? What do you want to do? this thing. Uh, I never like to ask people or be asked what they do for a living. What, what do you do for work? That question. I think that's a rude question. Because first of all, a lot of people hate their jobs. I hate my job. A lot of people are unemployed, you know. But yeah, if you hate your job, people, someone just met you. The first thing they're asking you about is, the, is your least favorite part of your entire life. The re, what's the real unemployment rate counting everybody? Like 20% or something. If you found that 20% of everybody was like an incel, you wouldn't be like, nice to meet you, Frank. What do you do for sex? I don't know. People don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about my job. I, I feel like uh, if people, I figure if people want to talk about their job, they'll, they'll, they'll bring it up. You know, people with good jobs like to talk about their jobs. And these are the people that they complain about their jobs the most. Pe actually, people with the best jobs. Because people with shitty jobs, they know not to even bother talking about it. You always hear people say, oh, whatever you do, don't become a lawyer. It is the worst, you know? You never see people do that, talk about their entire day. Like, let's say they're a toll taker in Indiana, right? No one's like, oh, how was your work day, honey? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I sat in this tiny little room, and uh, a bunch of people came through, and I had to make change for them, and I breathed in a lot of exhaust today, and... Uh, I'm covered in grime, and I had to pretend like I, I meant it when I said, have a nice day. 
And uh, really, whatever you do, sweetheart, do, do not become a freeway toll taker. It's, over. it's not all it's cracked up to be, is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, cool. You guys know about uh, fuck me shoes? Sometimes called fuck me pumps, sometimes called fuck me boots. Is anybody familiar with this, this phenomenon? There's an Amy Winehouse song, Fuck Me Shoot. Anyway, this is how you know, this is how you know that like women, because you know, I have, I have friends that are like, oh, these are my, these are my fuck me shoes, you know, and it's like, I, that's how you know that women are not, they're always like, yeah, we're trying to find sex just like you guys. No, I don't think so. I don't think so, because you have fuck me shoes, and that means you have other shoes, it implies, that are for other reasons, right? <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but all of my shoes are fuck me shoes, absolutely every pair. Converse All-Stars, my gardening Crocs. Matter of fact, everything in the closet is of the fuck me variety. I got a crutch in there from when I sprained my ankle, got the fuck me crutch. Uh, and I got a dusty old banjo, my fuck me banjo, uh, that I hardly ever fuck anymore. I mean, I hardly ever play anymore. Uh, cool. Uh, sorry, guys. I grew up in the 70s and 80s and uh, all dads were homophobic back then, you know, like back in the 70s and 80s. They didn't want their sons to be gay. You know, my dad, no exception. He was like, hey, I don't want to ever see you coming home with some guy. And I'm like, all right, keep in mind I just turned six. I don't know what that means, but I'll take it under advisement, you know. But he, uh, you know, he came around eventually, like society came around. He was a Democrat, so he went along with it and everything. And he got, he didn't come around all the way. And he was also still going to act like my dad, you know. So like 10 years later, he was like, listen. I don't want to see you coming home with some guy who's a top. I didn't raise no bottom. That's all I know. No gay son of mine take it from behind from some gay guy. My gay son's going to be the one wrecking other gay guys' assholes. That's my boy. Come all over their face. <laughs> no, whatever. Sorry. Dan the Top Lewis, everybody. He's definitely a top. I don't know what the qualifications are. Bye, Pam. Good luck. All right. We're going to keep it going with a guy who has a lot of energy, so strap on your seatbelts. He's an animal, <laughs> and I don't even think he knows he's about to come up. Please put your hands together for Newman Shake, everybody. Yeah, give it up for the animal, I guess. Uh, we all live in San Francisco. Is that? Yeah, I like living in San Francisco. It, it's it's okay. Like I like seeing all the diversity. Like you know, gay people, trans people, white people. That that's all the people. But but it's cool seeing them all come together and hate poor people. You know that's that's fun to watch. I don't know, San Francisco is getting kind of crazy. Like, they're gentrifying crackheads now, you know what I mean? Like, usually when I walk past crackheads, they're talking about, like, killing people and shitting in places they're not supposed to shit in. But I was walking past a crackhead today, and he was just yelling about his favorite kombucha store. And I was like, I don't know how a crackhead is making me feel broke. That's that's new. I, um, I need to be more direct with people. I've realized that. Like, um, my roommate, he was taking too much space in the fridge. And I don't want to tell him that to his face. So I told him, that's a lot of food for one person. And now he has an eating disorder. So that's, 
That's cool. It's okay. My roommate's kind of dumb, so he kind of deserved it. Um, because I remember I was telling him I was kind of like depressed, and he told me he was like Newman, if you keep feeling like like that, just smile more and have more fun. And I don't know, man. That seems like bad advice. That'd be like telling a homeless person just check Zillow more often. Like that's not how that works, you know. You guys think ISIS is jealous of COVID right now? Like, you know, like, first of all, COVID has a cooler name. And also, like, they killed a lot more Americans with just a cough, you know? Like, ISIS, like ISIS was dropping beheading videos, probably using Adobe Pro, you know? It was, it seemed like more an effort. effort. Somebody just fucked a bat and ruined America. That is, I don't know. I have this coworker, and he's like one of these types of dudes who's like, I only respect women, I want to fuck. Which is weird, because he got a really, he got his mom a really expensive Mother's Day gift, so that's, that's, that's weird. Do we still care about Ukraine? Is that, yeah, I, I want to say I cared about Ukraine, but I got a parking ticket on the same day, and I was definitely madder about the parking ticket. <laughs> then you know like is that okay i'm trying to be honest um i feel like the solution to social media addiction is just regular addiction you know what i mean like you're not going to care about twitter if you're on crack like you want to know what beats fomo heroin easily i um i just don't want to talk about i don't know i i'm in a bad place financially i'm gonna do another isis joke because for some reason, that's that's all I have right now. Thank you. Here's where I'm at financially. Sure. If ISIS offered me better health care than my current job, it would be such an easy decision. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they, I don't know what they're doing with those beheading videos. They just offered me dental. I feel like ISIS would become a much more diverse organization if they offered health care. You know, like you'd have rednecks in Missouri blowing up Waffle Houses and Bernie bros beheading their favorite barista at the same time just for the healthcare, you know? Okay, is that just me? That's fine. Goodbye, guys. Newman Shake, everybody. Promoting crack and ISIS. Okay, he's a good uh, influence, everybody. Trust me. All right, so a bunch of people did show up. So we are going to jump the list to this next man. He was just on Wheel of Fortune, so he's basically famous. Please put your hands together for Josh Katsky, everybody. Dude, I'm pretty sure Denise is, like, actively avoiding watching me. I don't know what it is. She always shows up, like, two minutes after. Um, yeah, I'm going to skip the Wheel of Fortune stuff because that's only going to be cool for, like, two days, and I'm going to waste all my time on it. Uh... I feel like terrorist attacks are getting easier now because, you know, he's on the subject of ISIS. Like, you used to have to hijack a plane. Now you just need to lick a vape and throw it in a crowd. <laughs> All right. Starting off good. Uh, I was in the Tenderloin yesterday, and I saw a dude in a wheelchair, which isn't that weird, except this guy was propelling himself with his feet. That's just a dude who stole a wheelchair. Like, stealing a wheelchair has got to be weird because that's the... You have to get the guy out of the wheelchair. So that's really the only mugging where you have to give the guy like a big ol' hug before you can rob him. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm anti-wheelchair stealing, but if you are gonna steal a wheelchair, make sure you steal it at the top of a hill. It's a way more fun getaway, and frankly, most of you don't have the upper arm strength to steal one and get away from the bottom of a hill, all right? 
do you guys know what Roman is? Like that company? Yeah, of course you do. Uh, Ro Roman is it's this company <laughs> that they basically sell products like like Viagra or like wipes to make your dick less sensitive. And they always they always advertise saying that they'll deliver in discreet unmarked packages. Now, if my neighbor every week was getting a discreet unmarked package, I might think something sketchy's going on. But people are still buying it because guys would rather you think they're a terrorist than that their dick doesn't work. Uh, I was in this Airbnb a few weeks ago, and there were notes everywhere. Uh, it was like, uh, the sink in the bathroom, only use the hot water. The TV in the living room, only put it up to level three sound. The teddy bears in the bedroom, this is not a camera. Uh, and it kind of felt like the tutorial level for Airbnbs. You know, like you go around, there's, there's all the how-tos, kind of want to jump off the roof to see if this game has fall damage. The weirdest one for me, though, was in the bathroom uh, above the toilet, there's this sign that said, only toilet paper goes in the toilet, which was kind of confusing to me until I looked in the shower and saw there were no notes about what goes down the shower drain. So figure that one out. Yeah, I stomped shit down the shower drain is where we're going with that. Shot toilet paper like Steph Curry. Go Dubs. Uh, I, all right, do-do-do. Uh, when a Catholic gets addicted to wine, are they an alcoholic or a cannibal? No, well, I don't know. Either way, keep them away from my kids. Uh, <laughs> I've been taking a bunch of sexual harassment trainings at work. I'm getting pretty good at them. Pretty soon I will be an official triple C. That is a certified cat caller. All right, uh, two more. My ex-girlfriend uh, had an IED inserted. It's actually how she died. She exploded. It's also how I learned that she was cheating on me, because those things are uh, proximity-based, and I can never reach it. <sighs> These are so fucking dumb. Last one. I'm getting kind of sick of phones, like, not even pretending that they're not listening. You know, like, they'll, you'll be talking, and immediately there's an ad. It's like, I was, I was arguing with my girlfriend the other day, it doesn't matter about what, but as soon as we're done with the argument, I get this pop-up on my phone. It's an ad for Roman. All right. That was really, really bad. Thanks for your time, everybody. Josh Katsky, everybody, did not blow up his girlfriend's pussy. Good. Anyway, moving on. Um, this next comedian later. This next comedian, a very funny gentleman. You guys are in for a special treat, and make sure to remember we do not have beef. Please put your hands together for Dan Britton, everybody. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, great, awesome. Great start to the conversation. Great, great. I love the beginning, love the middle, love the end, love the topic sentence, love the, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm just rambling. Don't take a photo of me right now for the love of Christ. <laughs> I, I, I hate, I hate the, the time that we live in in this world where it's like, like everybody is just always fucking on their phones and fucking watching you. Can't, 
can't run around with your dick out, can't do anything, like, because it's all going to be filmed. Do you guys see that somewhere, somebody posted this on Facebook, and Facebook can get fucked in the ass, but I just, I have to be on there to do comedy for some reason. <laughs> and uh, somebody put a thing on Facebook, they were like, uh, a police officer in San Jose was caught masturbating on, on the job. It's like, wow, this guy's adding new meaning to the phrase, walk in the beat. But I mean, like, you know how hard it has to be to arrest somebody with your dick out? Like, <laughs> freeze! Why is your dick out? <laughs> Stop, in the name of the law! Sir, please, please put that away. And you may want to consider grooming yourself sometime. You're very overgrown down there. Pubic hair jokes make, make Kavita laugh, always. Always. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I'm just fucking with you. God damn, I'm just having such a bad day. Like, so bad. For no reason. Like, that's what depression is. It's just, why are you having a bad day? Uh, I don't know. But today I actually, uh, I had a big capitulation. I told myself that I would start doing medication and starting that on Monday. I don't, I don't feel as happy about it as you all do, but I appreciate the support. Um, for me, it's just like, okay, one more fucking issue that I have to deal with because, it, again, I'm a human and just the flaws, they never end when you're a human. It's just, if it's not, if it's not your weight one day, it's going to be your fucking perspective the next day. And if it's not that then you're going to wake up and have a gray hair and you're going to think that your whole life is out of the window by the time you're 28 and you're just, ugh, god damn, life is fucking annoying. <laughs> I, you see, I had, I had an uncle who killed himself and I mean, if I was just a little bit more violent of a person, I think I would, I would at least consider it, but like, I could never kill anybody, like, including me, but like, like, not living would just be so much easier than living <laughs> sometimes. And you, know, <laughs> and you know what the thing, the thing that I don't understand about the abortion shit is, like, like who the fuck cares? Like, honestly. Uh, like, like, how good is, is life that, like, somebody is sitting in, an, in a political government office just being like, okay, everybody has to experience this. This shit is awesome. Like it's not it's not Sergeant Pepper or Abbey Road or some shit. It's you're gonna be born, you're gonna be raised on dreams, none of them are gonna work out. You're gonna be really disappointed, your parents are gonna die. <laughs> you you may find someone that you love, you may have a couple of kids that you wanna kill, and then you're gonna fucking die. And in between it, in between all of that, you're gonna eat some good meals, you're gonna eat some bad meals, you're gonna be constipated, you're gonna have to shit. Like, that's, that's all we're really all doing here. I should stop. I should really fucking stop. <laughs> but, ugh. So anyway, <laughs> TGIF, am I right? <laughs> I'm going to get the fuck out of here and go to bed. I need some sleep. Good night. Anyway, uh, before Dan leaves, everybody, we're all going to give him a We Love You, Dan, on the count of three. Okay, ready? One, two, three. We love you, Dan.
All right. Um, no one give him a noose. Moving on. That was crazy, wasn't it? I love that guy. Let's move on. Let's keep it going. I, I would say this next person will not depress you, but she might also do that too. But she's very funny. She's wonderful. Please put your hands together for Sarah Guth. Uh, guys, I am so tired of people misinterpreting the Bible and ruining shit for everybody else. Like, it's bullshit that people think that the forbidden fruit was an apple. I fucking love apples. I'm passionate about this, okay? No, I, okay, like, the, according to the Bible, Eve ate the fruit and then tricked Adam into eating it because apparently men have always been dumb. Uh, but God didn't find out until hours later. I'm sorry, there's just no way that two people could have eaten an apple without everyone in that fucking garden hearing it. Like, I don't care who you are, okay? Like, <laughs> eating an apple quietly is like sneezing with your eyes open. It just doesn't happen. Also, if it was an apple, I don't think Adam would have eaten it. I think he would have heard his wife take two bites and then left the garden by choice, frankly. Unless, unless apples used to be quiet, but after that whole tree of knowledge debacle, God was like, fuck that. <laughs> that made it impossible to bite into an apple without it sounding like a tree splitting in half. So I teach at UC Berkeley. Uh, and one of my students, to reach the 10-page minimum of her final research paper, wrote a two-page land acknowledgment. Does anyone else know what this ever know what that is? <laughs> Covenant didn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's when you, you acknowledge that we stole the land from the Native Americans. Anyway, so she wrote, it was a 10-page paper. Two of those paper, two of those pages was a land acknowledgement. Uh, and like she didn't do, I mean, I think it's brilliant actually, because she didn't do enough research to write 10 pages, but like I can't knock her down for it unless I want to be Twitter famous. <laughs> Honestly, like I don't know how I feel about white people tacking land acknowledgements onto like everything. Like when you're white and the land acknowledgement is that long, kind of just comes off as bragging. Like let the record show that again, let the record show we won. We won, we won. Like chill out a little bit, okay? Like we get it, stop rubbing it in. I hate when people treat their dogs like their first kid. Like, my dog growing up definitely had a better childhood than me. Like, my mom never kicked the dog, just just me. <laughs> I think only comics like that. I got to find a different. It's true, though. Um, the other day, I said, Ian was right. I will depress you. Um, <laughs> the other day, I filled out an online quiz on Sephora to, like, match you with the right shade of foundation. I didn't end up buying anything. <laughs> and they've been incredibly aggressive about reminding me that I have not finished my order. I've gotten emails every day. And they started out tame, like, oh, like, you really want this foundation? The last one, subject line, was just, you need this foundation. It's like, damn, I didn't realize my skin was that bad that you could see it through the fucking screen. <laughs> also, like, maybe you need to stop being so mean and desperate, you know? No, but I bought it. Okay, that's all I have for today. <laughs> new stuff. <laughs>
Sarah Guth, everybody. Okay, come on, you got more energy than that, everybody. We're in this together. All right, next comedian um, always has the notebook in her hand. She's very collegiate. Please put your hands together for Kavitha Singh. My friend Kay told me that I need to be more confident. And so I feel like that's difficult. I feel like it's difficult. And I, I told myself, like, confidence, confidence. Where do I get more confidence from? And so I remembered that my friend actually attended, uh, did an open mic. And for six straight minutes, he bombed. And when he was walking off the stage, he was like very calm. And I go over to give him a pat on the back to say, oh, it's fine. Who cares? And he, his response was, what? I thought I did like really well. And I was like, wow, that is the lack of self-awareness that I can only dream of having. That was fucking hilarious. Fuck y'all. <laughs> um, but that, okay, what, that's like one of the things that I like about being a woman is that when you need support from other women to like empower you, they're always there. And they're always like aggressively amazing about it. They're like, You know, like it's it's always very intense. <laughs> I used to be religious growing up, um, but then I became educated, and um, it's it's rough. Now I am enlightened uh, and on antidepressants, so that was a positive trade-off. Uh, <laughs> if if there is a religion that I recommend, um, it's Hinduism because Hinduism is really cool. Uh, there are like ten thousand gods. And we actually have powerful female figures. Um, for example, uh, one of our gods, her name is Makali. She's known as the Destroyer. And it's really cool. She has like four arms. And in her iconography, that Ian, she's standing with her left foot on a dead man that she killed. And, with her, and she's holding the head in her right arm of a man, of the man that she murdered. And then she's flipping him off with the other three. And I really appreciate that. And I think that's a woman that I can get behind. <laughs> this is great. Uh, also, Indian churches, Indian temples, excuse me, are really cool. Like, I felt like growing up, anytime I'd go, I don't know, it's for, it was like christenings or like funerals or whatever. Anytime I go into the church, it feels so like cavernous and like not colorful. And then you see Jesus hanging by the cross really gauntly. And you're like, ew. You know, <laughs> but Hindu temples are really cool because they're really opulent and they're colorful. They're like string lights everywhere. So it's basically a haven and their outfits are super colorful and uh, decorous. Uh, and the priests change them biweekly uh, because they are gay queens. Um, and yeah, <laughs> this is going really well. All right, I'm going to talk about my I'm going to talk about my family. I'll close with this. Um, my brother's a little bit of a mess, okay? He's been unemployed for the past five years, and he's been living off of daddy's dime. And my parents decided that they needed to help him get his life in order. So they arranged his marriage, basically, uh, which I think is genius, right? It's like, you can't get your shit together. Let's just introduce you to the circus, you know? Like, and before, he was juggling, like, 
money and bills and money and bills. And then it was like money, bills, wife, money, bills, wife. And then he impregnated her like two minutes after they got married. So it's like money, bills, wife, child. And my sister, my sister-in-law's hormones are raging. It's like money, bills, child, bearded lady, you know, it just, yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Kavita, everybody. And just like that, they're gone. Thank you guys, though. Thank you. Give it up for them. Them. Okay. Now we're just down to comedians, but we're still going to have fun. This next comedian is a wonderful woman, wonderful person, wonderful comedian. Put your hands together for Denise Lee. Okay, here we go. Wow, my voice sounds pretty manly, huh? It's pretty bad. Okay, uh, my parents are immigrants that live in Texas. Uh, once I asked them, like, why did you choose Texas? My dad just goes, there's a lot of all-you-can-eat buffets. And I was like, and? And he's like, oh, coupons for all-you-can-eat buffets. And I was like, you left your home country, everything you knew, so that you could move somewhere for mediocre food. I was like, you really are a Texan. That's pretty cool. I'm not very cool. When I moved to San Francisco, I had to buy a new pair of walking shoes, like those really chunky, like thick-soled sneakers. Uh, but I accidentally bought sneakers that look like Yeezy knockoffs, you know, like those popular sneakers that like Kanye has. One of my friends saw me wearing my walking shoes, and she was like, are you trying to wear the same shoes as Kanye? And I was like, I don't know. Does Kanye also suffer from plantar fasciitis hurting his feet? You know, like are Yeezys for orthopedic relief? Maybe me and Kanye were not so different, him and I. Uh, I feel like with this voice and this face, people just automatically assume I'm a very hard worker. So I've been taking advantage of that at work. I don't do shit at work, but nobody thinks I'm lazy and stupid. Everybody thinks I'm very hardworking and stupid. <laughs> it's difficult to fire someone who's like who you think is like giving it their all, you know? Like sometimes I feel like the 2008 Toyota Camry of my team, you know, just slowly puttering along. Yeah, oh my god, Newman, do you have a Camry? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, can't get rid of me because, like, I'm not, I'm technically not broken, just, like, not ideal, you know? Uh, I studied sociology in school. Uh, sociology is a major where you learn about how capitalism sucks. And I was lucky to be in one of the best sociology programs in the country, which prepared me so well for unemployment. I eventually found a job, but, like, it took me a while. My dad wanted me to apply for corporate jobs, but I wanted to work for a nonprofit and save the world. Yeah, we got into this huge fight, and at one point I was like, oh, like, have you even donated to a nonprofit before? And he was like, yes, you are the nonprofit we've been donating to. He was like, we've made zero profit from you. Bad return on investment. Uh, it's really hard to find a job when, you know, your major is about how, like, money is the cause of all problems. <laughs> Yeah, like, my best friend from college just got his PhD in sociology, but he couldn't find a teaching job, so he moved to Houston and got a job at ExxonMobil. 
Isn't that crazy, like, to get so desperate that you would settle for living in Texas? Yeah. Great. Uh, a college acquaintance came up to me after I made that joke on their show, um, and she was like, your joke is pretty, your joke about being unemployed is pretty shitty because you're not unemployed anymore. He was like, and I'm unemployed, and I was a sociology major. And I was like, I don't think you're unemployed because you're a sociology major. I think you're unemployed because you're a bitch. Okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Denise Lee. Okay. We are going to keep it going. I think this man is my uncle. The results have not come back yet, but we're gonna find out. Please put Jessica there for the very funny, very wonderful Kelly Evans. Hey, when I asked for your spit, that wasn't for a 23 and me. All right, that was not. We're not analyzing that. Anyway, don't. Doesn't matter what I'm doing with it. What's going on, people? The fuck is happening? Um, I uh, I I work in wine for a job. That's what I do. So. Um, I actually take people on wine tours, and so I meet some meet some interesting people, but I mean very rich people, and they are kind of weird, honestly. I was talking to someone about what restaurants they wanted to go to, and they were like, well, I'm vegan, so I don't uh, eat anything with animal products, and, uh, you know, I just don't feel like um, we should be eating animals, you know? They have, they have souls, and uh, I just couldn't hurt an animal. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I know some spots. Anyway, what do you do for work? She's like, oh, I design bombs for uh, Lockheed Martin. So I was like, what the fuck? They have more women in engineering than I thought. That's great. All right. That's good. We got, we're doing it. Uh, they can kill people too. That's good to see. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of fucked up. And I was like, do, I asked her, I was like, do you, um, I mean, you see how that's kind of a weird situation, right? Where you... You think animals should never be harmed, but you also create bombs that harm people. And uh, she said, but I love animals. I was like, all right. That is. Then she gave me $5,000, and I was like, bombs away. Fuck it. You know, just, I don't really care at this point. You know, that's a, you're paying me, so that's great. I fucking love the energy in this room right now, guys. Hell yeah. It's that kind of energy you get right before you uh, eat a bottle of pills. You know, you're like... This is the time. This is the time now. Newman, wink, looking at you. All right. <laughs> uh, fucking hell. Am I recording this? Why? I should just... Honestly, this makes me want to throw my phone away. I'm just going to throw it in a dumpster on the way out. Anybody want a new iPhone? Um, holy shit. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I am... Uh, I, I, I'm not good at relationships. Um... I'm actually, that's bad. I'm great in the relationship. I'm very bad at the whole dating process before the relationship. That's where I really struggle. And because, like, I'm, like, way too eager, you know, like, that's usually how I am. I try to play that off. You know, you do the opposite. I'm, like, very aloof. And I'm, like, oh, I don't really care, you know. Like, maybe we'll meet up. Maybe we won't, you know. And then eventually they're, like, well, I'm going to see other people. I'm, like, please don't leave me. I love you. I love you. I've been in love with you for so long. Don't. And they're, like, that was too much. That was too much. Uh, last girl for number one that way. All right, we're moving on. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. Vegan bombs. Oh, let's talk about uh, family members. I'm from Texas. Um, don't all cheer at once. That's fine. Thank you. Uh, no, I know there's a lot of bad. I mean, Denise said it all, right? There's a lot of. There's a lot of, I think cliches about Texans and and um, 
you know, that they're dumb or uh, that they're ignorant or that they're racist uh, or that they hate women. Um, and I mean, most of them are right. You know, most of that's right. Most of that is, I mean, it's not all of them. I mean, there's, you know, there's some of us, all right? We typically leave. <laughs> like, that's why I'm here. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not, it's, it's not as simple as some people are just dumb. It's just there's a combination. People have both capacities to both be dumb and also somewhat good people. You know, to you know, I don't know where I'm going with this. The point is, uh, my uncle is dumb. I guess is really what I'm building. My uncle is one of the dumbest people I've ever met. But he also helped try to raise me. So he gave me a lot of horrible ideas. Like growing, he was just wanted to be more athletic. He was like, you just gotta lift more weights. And I was like, I broke my ankle running over a speed bump. You know, like I don't think. This is, I don't think I'm going to be Tom Brady, you know, like I'm, I'm intelligent, uh, supposedly, although I don't know why the fuck I'm here. Um, if I'm so smart, uh, and, uh, yeah, here, I'll finish with this. I just think that, uh, right now is the best time to be alive if you're dumb, you know, this is really cause you know, 50 years ago, if you were at a party and you were like, you know what? I think the world is flat. They'd be like, shut the fuck up, Tom, and get the fuck out. Go live in the fucking woods. That's where you belong. And now Tom has 10 million TikTok followers and is running for governor of Alabama, I think. So that's it. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Get out there and be somebody. What a, what a good ending there. That was very nice. Kelly, Newman said that, that we're similar because we both have old-timey radio announcer voices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't realize I talked like that. It made me very insecure. Um... Next comedian is a wonderful person. She's new to the scene, but she's very funny. Please put your hands together for Emma Brennan, everybody. Thank you. Oh, I'm so sorry. How's your guys' day going? That was a delayed reaction to yes. That That is how I felt today. I took a nap today. It wasn't really a good idea. I'm too good at sleeping. I slept for 10 hours last night and then took a nap. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. My day's going fine. I woke up from my nap and then I just started scrolling TikTok for a few hours. It was just all sad news. It was like work update. <laughs> work. Work updates. No, they weren't talking about work. They were talking about the fucking war. It was war updates. It was Roe v. Wade. And I mean, I can't fucking talk right now. That's a shame. My throat hurts. That's all going sad. But the saddest of them all was this video I watched and it really stuck out to me. It was these trash collectors and they had found a bag of kittens in the trash. It's pretty fucked up, right? I'm looking right at you, right? You look pretty upset by this too. I was really upset. Because obviously kittens are supposed to go in the compost. The environment's going to shit, guys. I'm really, I'm feeling really anxiety. A lot of anxiety about that. I've been dealing with anxiety for a while. I've honestly had it my whole life. And I do find that social media makes it quite a lot worse. But luckily, my parents were really good at helping me with my anxiety throughout my childhood. They taught me how to manage it. They didn't believe in therapy or anything like that. My mom just smokes inside. So I learned that nicotine really helps with managing the anxiety. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to say next. <laughs> oh, speaking of my mom, my mom has giant titties. Guys, and I was thinking about this today, right? Yeah, no, I'm proud of her too. I was thinking about that today when I was like scrolling TikTok and watching news about Roe v. Wade, because she told me this thing once. I went up to my mom and I was like, mom, when did you get your big titties? And she was like, I got my big titties when I was pregnant with your older brother. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting, right? You guys see? 
I have been banking on this for a really long time. When I finally fuck up and get pregnant, I was going to ride out the term as long as I can to get like a free state-sponsored abortion boob job. And I'm, I'm worried about it because not, not that I think California is going to lose their right to abortion or anything. I just think it might get more expensive. I think, I think when it's no longer a right, I don't know if I can go to a, a state clinic and get it. And I'm worried that the abortion's going to start to become more expensive than the boob job. But I kind of would prefer natural titties. I'm kind of, I don't want, I don't want little bags of gasoline and silicon in my tits. So, and that's the only boob job I can afford. I have to go down to Mexico and I've heard some really sad stuff down there. So I, I would I'd prefer, a, prefer some naturally full titties. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Mm, yeah. Okay. I don't know how to transition this, but this is what I want to talk about. Eating disorders are pretty funny. Yeah. They're the only disorder that you choose to have. And I said that last week, and a girl got really mad at me. She came back because she was the host. She was like, hey, that's untrue. And she didn't even make a point about it. If she, like, argued her point, I could have accepted it. But the thing was, she didn't argue her point, and I can argue my point. You either choose to stop eating, you choose to eat and then throw up, or you choose to eat random shit like couch cushions. I mean, those are all choices. And I would say that it would be fair if she argued that they do continue on, and that's not a choice. Because I am this size, and I do fit in clothes that I wore in middle school, and I have a feeling that wasn't supposed to happen. I do think that things like that, yeah, continue. But... I do think that, I mean, I was a bulimic. I was a proud bulimic. I actually went online and I Googled. I was like, how long does it take for bulimia to become a disorder? And I hit that mark and I was honestly really proud. And that's what you want in life. You want to set goals. You want to reach them. You want to accomplish them. And there's nothing about that experience that made me feel like I wasn't making choices along the way. I was like, oh, oh, no, oh. Uh, and throwing up out of like unwillingness I knew I knew what I was doing and I didn't think I was going to get like a prize or something I knew what I was doing anyway I think that was my time that's all for today thank you guys for listening to that Emma her mom's got big titties what's her phone number let's see him I, I don't believe you Okay, this next comedian I have not seen before. He's new to the room, so let's give him a very warm welcome. Please put your hands together for Toss. What's going on, guys? Can you hear me? All right. Friday, happy to be here. Uh, you guys got any weekend plans? No? I'm actually, what was that? Jacking off? Yeah, same. <laughs> and uh, actually, I'm trying something new. Uh, uh, later this weekend, I'm actually going climbing Salesforce Tower. Uh, heard that's the new thing to do here. So uh, you know, that, I feel like you know, like that was a uh, that was a missed opportunity on his part, right? Like that, I, I, I feel like that could have been a business opportunity. You know, I I know it's all about abortion. and He's trying to raise awareness for uh, you know pro-lifers, but. You know, I wouldn't have been surprised if he came down. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm actually wearing Allbirds, and uh, they're into this new climbing shoe that's made out of wool. Uh, you know, and use a coupon code called uh, Pro Life. You know, I just thought that, that would have been uh, very San Francisco. So yeah, uh, COVID's coming back up. You guys hear this? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Running from COVID, I guess. <laughs> 
COVID's coming back up. It sucks, you know. Uh, you know, we should be talking more about COVID, but we're not, you know. And there's a part of this country that really doesn't want us to talk about COVID. And, uh, you know, that really sucks because, uh, you know, we really should be talking about it more and raise awareness. But, um, you know, uh, fuck, I'm forgetting my jokes. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a reason we're not talking about it. And the reason is because we actually passed a law recently that prevents us from having these discussions. Uh, it's a bill that's called Don't Say COVID. Anyone? All right. Got a little snicker there. Uh, well, the world's going to shit anyways. I mean, I lost all my money in crypto. Gas prices aren't coming down. Can't buy a house here. We're at the brink of World War III. I mean, the only thing that's comforting me right now is the fact that I know we have some stellar leadership in the White House that's built to handle situations like this. Like, that's how I sleep at night. Yeah. Speaking of the White House, I, as a registered Democrat for like pretty much my whole life, uh, it sucks to say this, but I kind of wouldn't mind Trump coming back, you know? Like, I'm not saying he's going to make our problems go away, right? I mean, but I, it would be a lot more entertaining to have him, you know? And I kind of, like, did his impression when he was there, and I, now I can't do it anymore because he's not as relevant. But you guys want to hear my impression of Trump? Yeah. All right? So he, Trump is all about the lips and the hands, all right? He'll be like, do you take a look at this chair? All right, and it's a beautiful chair. Tremendous. I walked in, I said, wow, look at this beautiful chair. But you look underneath, folks, you look underneath, and it's... Made in China, okay, folks? It's made in China. We don't do that, folks. Maybe it's a chair for Sleepy Joe or Lying Ted or Crooked Hillary. I don't know. I like Joe. Joe Biden, he's a, he's a character. Uh, Joe Biden's like, he's a... Anytime Joe Biden talks, he, I feel like he's doing that TikTok trend. You know the one I'm talking about? The one that's like, don't let him know your next move. He kind of sounds like... He kind of sounds like a predator who's trying to convince you he's not a predator. You know, he's like, come on, folks, it's Joe. Come on, man. It's not, it's not Barack. It's not Barack. It's Joe. Come on, man. I got candy. Come on. <laughs> All right, last impression I'll do for you is Clinton. Uh, kind of grew up uh, in the end of his term. But, uh, you know, he had this famous line, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I actually think he was telling the truth when he said that. He was just talking about Hillary. That's my time, guys. That's all I got. Toss, everybody. Okay, no applause. That's good. Uh, he's, he's new to the room. Give him some love. Next time, Toss. Hey, Toss. Hey, Toss. I'm talking to you. Hey, buddy. No more jeans and Converse, okay? I have that look on jurisdiction, so don't do it next time. I thought that was going to kill. I was sitting back there. I was like, I'm going to say this. It's going to be so good. Um, this next comedian is also new. I have not seen her before. So give another warm welcome to Stephanie Block, everybody. Um, hi, I'm Stephanie. And uh, last year I got, uh, I got type 1 diabetes. I know. Um, and I love it. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, I'm going to be on the cover of um, Comapolitan magazine. Um, yeah, y'all y'all like the quizzes, right? It's like uh, like how to go 
all the way with your date uh, to the ER. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all these uh, nonprofits looking for a cure, like, don't. Like, uh, I, uh, I lost 20 pounds. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> so did my friend um, who broke her jaw. Uh, so we go out and everyone's like, oh my God, y'all are so like skinny and gorgeous. And we're like, yes, like diabetes and like eating through a straw. <laughs> like, uh, the last five pounds are the hardest. So I uh, hope I get typhoid. <laughs> yes. Um, society rewards women for unhealthy weight loss. Yes. Um, yeah, diabetes. Like, why do they put the word die in it, right? Like, um, how about a rebrand like, uh, bitch, I'm sweet enough syndrome? <laughs> um, when they told me, I was like, no, like, I don't have that. And they're like, yeah, you do. I'm like, mm, can I see a manager? Like, um, how about, can I exchange this for um, feline leukemia? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, at least tell me, is type 1, like, the best? And, like, type 2 is the sequel? And they're like, no, like, type 2, it's for, like, people whose, like, morning smoothie, it's basically, like, uh, um, pancake batter. But uh, type 1, it's an autoimmune, like, we used to call it juvenile diabetes. And I'm like, oh, whoa. So I'm like, oh, my God. So you mean I'm, like, thin and younger now? I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, um, oh yeah, I, uh, and I got diagnosed, um, right before, va uh, before, um, oh, I messed up. um, I got diagnosed right before Halloween, um, I know, right, and that's like, it's like getting herpes right before Valentine's Day, <laughs> like, oh, no bueno, oh, so, uh, no, my family was great, they, uh, you know, they, I got so much attention from my parents, so, um, so my sister, my little sister was like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, my God. Growing up, it was the same. Like, I'd be like, oh, mommy, dad, I got an A on my test. And she'd be like, oh, I'm parachuting into North Korea. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, I'm going to get an emergency C-section because you're a container for my rage. <laughs> uh, I, uh, if they did find a cure, like, I'd really miss, like, shooting up insulin around town. Um, so I went to City Hall to find out about the whole, like, free needles thing. And uh, they gave me uh, free rubber gloves and a social worker. And uh, she basically just goes to IHOP every day, and she's like, restock your sugar-free syrup. Like, that's, uh, that's what she says. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so I, um, now that you're, like, thirsty for diabetics, which, um, <laughs> that is a symptom, FYI. Um, yes, we do have dating sites. I'm on um, uh, a low, low uh, sugar daddy. <laughs> I, uh, I had a threesome with Mike and Ike. Um, their, uh, their attentions, like, dissolved, though. That was, like, sad. Um, and I really put, like, the sullen and insulin that weekend. But, like, <laughs> are y'all, is anyone else, like, dealing with, like, um, disease, like, uncurable, like, medical conditions? Anybody? No? Well, uh, I'm pregnant. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Stephanie, everybody, that was wonderful. Great job. 
set of the night. Fuck all of you other people. All right. God, so t- I'm trying to loosen it up in here. God, everyone's acting like we're in a funeral home. Anyway, speaking of funerals, this next performer is a clown. So put your hands together for Fancy the Clown, everybody. Changed my clown name and I forgot to update you. Ugh. I'm one of those clowns that's always a different kind of clown. Cool. My name's Stud. <laughs> my name's so my clown name. This is real, okay? I'm choosing one. You gotta choose your own adventure around here. Yeah, speak it to word, watch it ripple out in front of you, right? Name's important. How do you feel when people see you, right? So I was like, ah. What was the best feeling, most confident? If I'm going to get up there and I'm going to say silly things into a microphone that I want people to really listen to, right? Dare you to be present. Just kidding. Are you? <sighs> then I better be confident when I say it, right? Stud. Stud's my name. Why? Because when you're a little kid and you're playing baseball and you're in a little girl's body and you're like, man, I really want to be a major league baseball player someday. And then a dad walks over and he goes, hey, you were great out there. You're a real stud. The electricity that went through my spine as a child when another dad called me stud is like <sighs> my heroine. So I changed my name to stud. Hi, I'm stud Lee. Anyway, it's going really great. Might not be heroin for you guys, but it is for me. Hey, that's my dog. So now he goes by muffin, right? Because I'm stud. This is muffin. I think it's going great. I think we're doing it. Oh, man. So, how are y'all's dimensions out here? Good? Everybody's a clown in here, right? I thought it was really weird. He's like, and now a clown. I was like, who's that diabetes clown, you know? Who's that real sweet tooth back there? Yeah. Okay, I think, I think you're right. I'm, I'm also thinking about diseases people are carrying all the time, right? And how to be the medicine that they need. And baby, I'll tell you that diabetes patients, y'all got a certain frequency in common where like love is trying to get to you, but you can't let it in. You know, the sweetness. Your body was like, I can't even take it anymore. I can't take the sweetness, right? It's like, I want you to just be like showering it. Like you just got to let like, uh, love come at you from so many angles. And that's how you're going to heal your diabetes. I think it's real. I think it's real. I'm in the loin. I live in the tenderloin. I live in a transitional house in the tenderloin. It's called the Adante. It's not Dante's. It's a Dante. It's like Dante's, it's, it's Dante's Inferno like, okay? The guy in 509 is the devil, but he's like the devil. He goes by Darth Vader. Anyway, he'll tell you exactly what dimension you're in. And I'm literally it's hanging out at the Adante, you know, smoking cigarettes outside with all these people who are really high on drugs. And we're talking about, yeah, how can we heal people's anything with sound, right? So I am thinking about this, seriously. How can story be medicine? So what story would it take for you to like never have diabetes again? You know, like what story do you think it would be? Okay. Yes, I think you're right. Okay. What would the medical have to be? I think like all the systems would have to change. I think that like, yeah, all the medical systems would have to change. Everybody would have to be able to get their medicine, their juice, their stuff all the time, everywhere, right? 
for you to be able to let in the sweetness over here because you're a clown shining a light where we're supposed to see. Don't you think? That's why you made your diabetes funny. <sighs> well, I guess that's it for me. I'm Studley. Thank you for having us. All right, I feel violated. Um, where's the makeup? Where's the cloud makeup? Is that a is that a stereotype? Okay, next time come with it, or else I'm not letting you perform. All right. Never mind. Okay. What? All right, everybody, give me feedback. Everybody, give me a piece of feedback about how awful I'm doing. <laughs> Next comedian, Deep Down Shuja. Hey everyone, how's it going? I was away for like a couple of weeks. I came down with a fever, tested negative for COVID all the time, but had all of the symptoms. But yeah, now I'm back and I want to bitch about the immigration system in the US. It's it's just too difficult for us Indians immigrating to the US. Immigration system here is more like playing a game of deportation Russian roulette. Like you can get shot anytime and you have to go back to India. The worst thing about moving back to India would be like getting to stay with your parents again. I don't want to wake up every morning with my and seeing my dad with a toothbrush in his mouth roaming around the house and just bragging about how he woke up at 4am that morning. So how the immigration system, I guess you related that with your dad a lot. <laughs> I hope it was my dad who was the playboy. <laughs> just, just kidding. Uh, so yeah, the immigration system for us students over here, it's like you come to a school over here, you pay thousands of dollars, and then you have just 90 days to find a job. If you don't find a job in 90 days, you get shot and you have to go back to your dad's. All of the Americans who were in the program with me, they went to Europe to find themselves. And uh, me, after graduation, I had to go on LinkedIn to find a job. <laughs> that was a LinkedIn joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if you, if you are like lucky enough or talented enough to find a job in 90 days, the next next thing to do is to get on a work visa called the H-1B. And one would assume the way to get on that visa would be like a good job with a high salary, but it's a lottery. Like anyone across the US can, any immigrant can apply for that and it's a lottery with a chance of 2%. I have a better chance of getting late tonight than getting on that H-1B lottery. And uh, you know why all of the immigrants are in this STEM field? It's because if you, if you are in a STEM field, you get, you get three chances to apply to for that lottery. It's not like we love doing math. We all hate math. We don't like to study, but it's the only way to study, uh, to stay in the States. Yeah, and after all of this drama is done, you, you can finally apply for your green card. 
and the wait time for the green card is really short just 12 years you americans start calling for the manager if the food is 5 minutes late and we have 12 years to get on a green card and in that 12 years if we lose our job we have to just go back the russian will again you again in the head and in in those 12 years like we don't even have a manager who should we complain to biden i don't think he can even point out india in a map or he cannot even keep the count of the years yeah the easiest way the fastest way to get immigration over here with in which you can get a green card is 6 months is if you have a nobel prize and i don't know any one of you would be eligible for that when i see look around the rooms i see no one eligible for an american citizenship but i guess that's how life works life's not fair thanks guys that's my time deep tanshu ja the one and only okay we've made it to our final two comedians this next guy haven't seen him in a little bit but he's very funny so please put your hands together for max spark it really is tall Hello, how's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? Is everyone comfortable? Everyone's everyone seated well? Cuz I have I have a really great story for you guys. I had the opportunity I had the luxury, I won't say opportunity. I had the luxury to speak to the speaker of the house, Nancy Pelosi. So, I'll t- I'll, and I feel like a lot of you aren't going to believe me. So, after after my set, I can I'll sh- I can show you a photo if you don't believe me. But I'll sh- I'll show you how it went down. So, I flew to DC with my mother. and i'm i'm in my hotel room munching on a box of cookies high off my fucking ass and and i'm sitting there and i'm like is my dumbass really about to meet the speaker of the house like there are rulers of countries who have told me with this woman and and i get to talk to her i don't know shit about politics so the the next day i i go to the capitol building and some guy takes me into nancy pelosi's office Let me say that again. I was in Nancy Pelosi's fucking office. So I I'm I'm sitting there fighting the urge not to oh just kick my feet up. Not because not because I'm like a Trump supporter or anything, just because it would be the funniest fucking thing on the planet. But I I didn't do that. I held the urge back because my mother was sitting next to me. But then she she comes out. She grabs my hands like this. I was starstruck. The speaker of the house was holding my hand like I was her fucking grandchild. It was crazy. So I tr- I try my best to string along a conversation about politics. So that like I like Trump dude. He's like not chill. Like I don't he's not cool. Don't mess with that. Don't I'll mess with like I don't mess with that dude. He's just not not cool. And <laughs> So then she she takes me out to the speaker's balcony and not to flex too much but the person who was like touring us was like are you fucking kidding me? I've been taking shit for this woman for 5 fucking years and I've never stood there and you're cool head ass sister there? The fuck? But I I I'm staying there and I I'm, I'm looking up at the building that looks like my penis and I'm 
I'm holding a fart in. I'm real. I'm holding a fart in so badly. And you, you guys have to understand, if, if I let that fart go, it would have been worse than Pearl Harbor, man. Like, my, my mom's career would have gone out the window, and I think she would have picked me up and threw me off the fucking balcony. Like, it was either she was picking me up and throwing me off the balcony, or the security nearby was shooting me in the back of the head. Like, there was no two ways, of, two ways about it. So it was really only like an eight-minute conversation, and then the next day, um, I get a call from one of my buddies. Bro, and he's like, bro, 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 Dude, did you hear the news? I'm like, no, I I didn't. I never read the news, no. And he's like, dude, Nancy Pelosi got COVID. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, that was my I was like, what the fuck? And, and... I didn't, know, I didn't know how to feel about it. Because on one hand, COVID fucking sucks. But on the other hand, pretty good person to get COVID by, if you ask me. Like, how many people can say they got COVID from the Speaker of the House? I don't know if anyone could say that. But what I did receive, I took a test the next day, and I, it, luckily it came out negative. And however, what I did receive, though, were numerous of texts from my buddies saying stuff the lines of, you fucking international terrorist. You tried to you get you tried to give COVID to the speaker of the house. You tried to kill Nancy Pelosi. You, I I think I th- I don't think you're human. I, I think you were made by the Russian government to take down Nancy Pelosi. Let me, let me, let me feel your hands. Let me is there metal? Is there metal inside your fucking hands? You you communist fuck. Okay, thank you. Max Spark, everybody. Did not give Nancy Pelosi COVID. You touched her. You, you touched her hand. You said, really? Did, did she feel like reptilian at all? No, that's not true. Yeah, was it really cool? Was it was it animatronic? Okay, we've made it to our final comedian. Thank you all for being here. This was a treat, but it's even more of a treat because dessert is delicious. Please put your hands together for Jason King. Whoa, give it up for yourselves, everybody. Yeah, we've made it to the end. Hello, doggy. Uh, first off, I'd like to start by apologizing to all the people in Hawaii who just heard that a fart was worse than Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I also, I did, I did, I did not, I did not give, I did not get COVID from Nancy Pelosi, but I did get it from your mom. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I um let's see where I want to start. It was a funny thought I thought of recently. I um what do you think is the ratio of men who've abandoned their family to men that thought about it? Right? Like for every guy that actually left, there's probably one guy who shopped for bus tickets. <laughs> right? Maybe they didn't leave, but they were like I could learn Spanish, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? They're driving the car. They're like, ah, Spanish is hard. I <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, anybody in here feel uncomfortable eating bananas? Yeah, uh, I feel uncomfortable eating bananas because there's like a strange association between like black people and monkeys. I'm assuming you feel uncomfortable because of the whole dick thing. Yeah, well. 
I, I get it. I mean, some people think I'm gay, and so when I eat a banana, I feel like a gay monkey. <laughs> I usually tell them that isn't the case, but they're usually misled by when I stick the banana up my ass, and I go, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> the dumbest joke I've written all week. <laughs> Okay, what else we got to figure out? I, um, a lot of people have been talking about Irish exits on stage recently. I want to do an Irish entrance. You know, that's when I bust in the door, skip all the formalities, and then tell you that your wife's getting a divorce. Okay. <laughs> that one doesn't work. I got to figure out what the, what the line is. I got to figure out what it is. That's, that's the key. We know the key. We know what the key is. Let's see. I, um... Here's another opinion I have. I think Dora the Explorer has really annoying coworkers. Because whatever she asks for, whenever she goes to one of her coworkers, they're like, sure, Dora, just give me five minutes to do my dance. <laughs> right? They're like, you know, like the map, has, this is a crowd of young people. Maybe it's too young. Do you guys remember Dora the Explorer? Yeah, yeah, and every every time she goes, you know, the map is like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the dance. Doesn't matter if you've seen the dance, I'm doing the dance. Ironically, the dance is supposed to tell you how good I am at my job, <laughs> but I'm gonna do the dance. The other, you know, what? fine. All right, a joke doesn't work. That's what happens sometimes. Thank you, appreciate it. I um, I'm excited to have my own comedic audience at one point. That'll be cool. Um, uh, I'm really excited because at that point I'll realize how PC my comedy is, right? Like if I walk out and then there's a crowd full of lesbians with buzz sides, I'll be like, I didn't take enough risks. <laughs> That's funny. All right. You guys are wrong on that one. All right. All right. Let's see. All right, I'm just happy the monkey banana thing worked out. All right, peace out, guys. Thank you very much for the time. Jason King, everybody. That concludes our show. Thank you for coming. Every Friday, every Monday, there's open mics here, so please return. Um, that's all. Good night, Miami. Dudley. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't find the time to do it. Radioactivity from the half lives at origin fused fusion blissed out orbitals of chewy bacagum and hair on edge towards a goosery of cold front a deficiency to bulb around a circle and splash literature and filament with flavor for the tungsten zigzag glowy bits. X-ray that. <laughs>
locked still cameras on backed up plush retinas as pillows to lounge in dreamery states of Oweigui and weather some frocks to lift them higher. Reap and leanish towards the refill, draw it back and hold, not at all like a wet drop water stop where goblets fresh drain into the underlings of worldly globes meant to see in 270 directions, and towards oneself. It was a day like today, well it always is, now, and isn't it just, and so. The sirs and madams of roundlings pop a seat up and down to frolic or frog lick, or hop across the road with three lives to live without pushing an arcade game along with it. Remember that? Offshoot. So we do talk around it, like two types of hands and nine times the feet, back to our fusion. The one we keep saying goes hot and cold yet is all and all around and in facts and leisure are just, and us. See? How else were we meant to say it was free at a cost not to print it on a billboard for everybody to see? That's quiet and inexpensive. The bits that spin forward also put their spin back, don't and you'll know in any account, with knee pads meant to drive forward the bits that not hot to touch down ground, unless you have a lifetime of padding and responsibilities to clean up after somebody. Digression is the dipole signal amplifier of the regression, only twice as sidewise with double the airwaves. Just when diet soda was around, a child thought it might be, and a good idea to start one. Only kid since is triple the waveform and the Oilkari immediate showed us this was not the diet for us, but maybe in 20 or some odd years. So back to people, or rather those that wouldn't be noticed if they weren't ranting on about the somebody and else. Note the gut and put it in a milk commercial with its hundreds of meanings of inflection, direction, spotted owl howled not early and up front gizzards making nonsense is what the half style of a half worded sentence was meant for me to understand. Peekarambui and pokery at the cross down western grip, and find out who patterned their feet after daddy, yes he points too, just like that one. Got what? said the who is they man, rest obticular, and stuff a sock if that reclines you to bother a not blotter stop or wipe the equipment clean after use, shake once and stir gently if you've even got yourself a double zero and a remainder of non-divide to hold a digit to this card, you know the one I'm holding, divine, showing me to you and ought versed, so you'll believe it. Well and well that's your 100 percentile daily valuation, but I'm not stopping the gob, no pitsper and petted gently as in perpetual and steadfast is only staying in stillness so that one may move towards the unwar, and retwine the pulleys that play this record, imprinted impressed, and pressed not wrecked, even in a home where the parents couldn't stand upside down on the ceiling with their child prodigy different astrology, or so they put two meter sticks on the wall to size it up, super fab, and with that, this has been the willing frondulous expert notionary notary republic, of the again seen once and more, from the Isle of Man, in and the always pampered and about text aqua QC3W. This sundry Sunday of the January kind of 2021, make it a card.
just keep losing my beat. Just keep losing I'm losing, I'm alright. He's alright, he's alright. Yeah, yeah. I just gotta get out of this prison cell. Someday I'm gonna be free. Find me somebody to love. Find me somebody to love. Find me somebody to love.
got their own conceptions And you know They always will These days Are needles Under my skin Jesus shouldn't Chased for right. 
met Mary on the corner with the street lights. She asked me if I'd come up to her room. No Claudia. And I am the loaf. You're here with us on the eighth night of Peatmas. <laughs> no, the seventh night of Peatmas. Oh, oh, the eighth night, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, it was a week ago, it was the first night. Uh, no, no, which day were you? Yeah. This, on the seventh day of Peatmas. <laughs> you know the song. <laughs> I don't feel a week over 45 years old. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the Claudia and the Loaf Show. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we uh, brought some music tonight. Yeah. This is, uh, again, I was out of commission for most of <laughs> Yeah, I want everybody to keep their voices down. I'm going to turn the lights down a little low. Claudia has had some migraines. Yeah, I've had a, like a crazy sinus migraine for the last three days. So I've been useless. You know, living with me, I'm surprised you don't have more migraines. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm, yeah, thank God it's the sinuses. Or, or, or is it a quotation marks when you're talking to your friend Sarah? <laughs> My sinuses are giving me a headache again. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I get those too. Like, no, not like this. You don't. No, obviously you don't. It's code word for Pete. Signed. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, the loaf uh, put together this amazing, amazing. Song. Out of a lot of your records and yeah, and mine stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, we've also done a lot of record shopping in the last couple of weeks. We have, and uh, uh, and so we're showcasing a good portion of has, has treated us well this year. It yeah. has. Um, a lot, a lot of Pete Miss specials uh, coming here. Um, actually, that, that, a couple of things on that uh, last one there. Uh, Captain Beefheart started us off with "Upon the My Oh My," and as I was telling uh, Sean from Bughouse Square, it's like we were talking about Captain Beefheart. It's like the more normal he tries to sound, 
the weirder he is. You know? <laughs> right. like, like, even his early art, you know, rhythm and blues stuff, kind of, you know, he still had a little, like, you know, weirdness to it. And then you save his milk, and then you get, like, fucking Trout Mask Replica, which is, like, melt your brain off. Bizarre, you know, yeah. bad trip album, right. and like you, you get it. This Almost is like like somebody was you know holding a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. holding a gun to people's heads or yeah. whatever. Like. Which was the case. But this is uh, funny. This is like you're working with like you know a nice like array of musicians, little backup band. There's like horn solos and stuff, and you, you can see it. There's a I think there's a video of this. It was in um if I'm not mistaken, it was the the whistle stop test, and they were performing this song. And it's funny because everybody else is just kind of like classic 70s kind of look and feel and, you know, vibe and trying to look good for the cameras. And just like Captain Beefheart is up there like a goddamn Muppet. And right. Like, and like, <laughs> but that's why we love him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I would like him if he was normal. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like you said, the more normal he tried to be, the worse it was. Like, no, just be here fucking wackadoo self. And the next one was, um, actually, it's actually, I wasn't going to say anything, but it's actually mine and Claudia's song. Um, I wasn't going to say anything, because <laughs> she, she, she didn't know that until now. But who is, uh, who is that? The Butthole Surfers. With, uh, I saw an x-ray of a girl passing gas. He's, a, he's saying I fart a lot, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it under x-ray, so, you know, not, not, until, not until our wedding night, yeah. you know. So I guess never. Some things but. have to be private. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then um, uh, Brian Jonestown Massacre with If Love is the Drug. We and just watched a, a documentary about them. Uh, yeah, Claudia had never seen Dig. No, and I was like, oh, man, Dig, you got to. It's really good. You, you, you know, you've heard stories about how this motherfucker is crazy, but, like, I don't know, as crazy as he is, and, like, you can say some things about Anton in there. I, 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 I love and respect his music, uh, some of it, anyways. Oh, uh, well, like I was saying, but, it holds up, you know? Yeah. Oh, however, the Dandy Warhols, who the guy made the movie was a Dandy Warhol, and like, our parents are all still together. We're, blah, blah, we're getting married and having kids. We're doing blah. And he just had this, yeah, like, I was gonna say we're that. better than... Uh, I, oh, he's talking about the, 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 the songwriting credit. The bass player wants songwriting credits. Like, yeah, it probably helped you write that song. Right. Probably why it came up. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say that I think the thing I walked away with, like from that <laughs> documentary, the most was like, I just want to punch that dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I, I guess I just said the same in the '90s too. But like now, I have like no, now now I have reason. You know, like yeah. God, you're a fucking douche. Well, it's funny. He was so full of himself and like so down on Brian Jonestown Massacre. But if you listen to the two bands. One is significantly better than the other. Well, one holds up now. One just sounds like a product of the 90s. You said dated. Like, dated yeah, is the dated. right word. Like, Brian Jonestown's Massacre sounds like a little bit of all over, and it's it's got its own unique thing. Yeah. And put it this way, Brian Jonestown Massacre is touring again. Yeah. I would go see them if I had right. the opportunity, maybe. <laughs> if the Dandy Warhols were touring, I would laugh and definitely not go, which right. I think a lot of other people, yeah. So we're we're team Brian Jonestown Massacre on that one. I don't know if you've seen the movie Dig. It's um, it's on Prime. It, it's on Prime, and yeah, it's it's got a little little bit of San Francisco rock and roll history there, um, as they were uh, sit, you know, lived here for a while. I think that's where they formed originally. Anyway, enough about that druggy stuff. Let's get into the cramps with Let's Get Fucked Up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some good old fashioned music. That one speaks for itself. And then the Flaming Lips. Believe it or not, that was the Flaming Fucking Lips doing Jesus Shooting Heroin off the uh, the three-CD set called uh, Finally the Punk Rockers Are Doing LSD. Um, 
I said it out loud, I could taste acid and I was in high school again, but uh, yeah, uh, interesting, I picked this up uh, at Amoeba, it was like 10 bucks for three CDs, and I'd had this before and it slipped out of my grips, I'd loaned it or lost it somewhere, I was so surprised to see it, and so surprised to see it for so cheap, and um, it was sitting in the front of the little bins too, like I, would, I wouldn't have been like, oh, flaming lips, let's take a look, you know, you wouldn't expect to find this one just floating around as much. And it was like right in front. It was like nine ninety nine. I'm like, holy shit, that's your yeah. We're taking you home. But Jesus shooting heroin, which, be honest, Claudia, we don't play a whole lot of songs about Jesus. We don't. Show. We don't. And it's well, we're here to fix that tonight. Yeah, it's a good segue into our next session. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, the people out there, all those critics, blowing up our Twitter <laughs> about how we don't play enough Jesus songs here on the Claudia and the Loaf show. The whole next set, Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ. Who? <laughs> <laughs> so we're kicking it off with uh, what here? The Velvet Underground. The Velvet Underground. Yeah, yeah. They sing. They're all. They sing about heroin and Jesus too. You know. <laughs> In the background, we're listening to hot pianos. <laughs> this is hot pianos. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll be playing more of this. This is. Uh, I thought I kind of set the mood for the night.
Check, check, check.
said, pardon me. I said, Jesus, you look tired. He said, Jesus, so do you. Won't you sit down, son, because I got some bad to chew. See, everybody needs somebody that they can talk to. Someone to open up their ears and let that trouble through. Now, you don't have a simple Bible car, what they may do. But every 